The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. Welcome back to The Daily Show here with Sell Better. Really excited to have you. As you are filtering in, we're going to give everybody a minute to get situated. But if you don't mind, pop it in the chat for us on this lovely International Women's Day and letting us know where you are tuning in from. Uh, we just like to see where where you're calling in from. Today, we are going to be chatting about all things um, preparing for QBRs, quarterly business reviews, uh, all of the great things that we need to do as leaders to help our reps prepare. I am joined by the one and only Gabrielle Blackwell. Um, and I'm Leslie Douglas. If I don't know you, great to meet you. If you could change your chat settings to make sure that it lists everyone and let us know where you are dialing in from, that would be wonderful. Oh, hi, Chicago. Hi, uh, Chicago. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hi, Chicago. Um, we are, but before we get started here, just really quick. If you're looking to level up in 2023, we're here to help you. We have daily shows like the one you're on here today and also a membership that gives you instant access to training and resources. So you can check it out by scanning the QR code on your screen or visiting us at sellbetter.xyz. One more thing. Thank you. Huge, huge shout out to our wonderful partners, Gong, Wonderway and IDA Ireland. Um, just in case, if anyone here is looking for information on forecasting, getting more accurate with your forecast, account planning, um, Wonderway has an awesome 40-minute course that we will link here in the chat. Wonderful. Um, that will help you or your team in terms of getting more accurate with forecasting. So let's dive in. Today's agenda. We're going to talk all things quarterly business review, key questions to ask, um, kind of set the stage and, and put some context around why we're doing them or why we think it's important. Any KPIs that we should cover, an approach that you can leverage with your internal teams if you're a sales leader, and how to set them up for success. So as we dive in, if you don't mind answering a quick poll so we know who's in the room and we can make sure that this is all um, speaking to you individually, that would be awesome. It should pop up on your screen here right now. <laughs> but GB, talk to me here. When we were opening this up earlier and just diving into this topic, you said QBRs are great for setting the tone for the quarter. And I want to expand on that a little bit more. Tell us how you've either experienced or seen this work or maybe not work. Yes. Okay. So real quick, I don't know what, I'm a little nervous today. I've done, I've done a few of these uh, sell better sessions, but maybe this one in particular, I have some strong feelings about, uh, because I used to manage sales enablement in a past life, like been an SDR manager ever since then. But I, um, recalling back to my sales enablement days, 
uh, there were a few things that were that would be going on in the organization. There was like, hey, what do our leaders want to happen? So thinking about C-suite and above, there were the feelings and the sentiments that our reps had. We're looking at managers as well and like, how are they feeling? And I feel like QBRs are a really great way to take in all of these different inputs, but also consider it of like, where do we want to see the organization go? So like, what kind of performance do we want to drive? What kind of attitude that do we want people to really have and embody and express? And like, what level of urgency do we need to have for that? And I think a QBR could be a really great catalyst for starting to answer some of those questions. So maybe there is the need to, like maybe we're behind on our goals and morale is pretty low. QBRs can be a really great injection of energy Number one, an urgency to really give people, I think, like a vision of what's possible in the future and and really start to help with some of that kind of change management as well. So when I think about setting the tone for the quarter, it, to me, it's a little bit of like a, a, a rally cry, right? Or almost like a, a sales equivalent to a high school pep rally of like, we want people to be hyped. We want people to show up. We want them to be really excited. And so we can use the, Q, the QBR as a, a really nice catalyst event for that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that being in my past, at least, and tell me if this is true of you in the chat, uh, multiple organizations use this term QBR, quarterly business review, but it takes many forms, right? There's so many different things that can fall under a QBR. Um, and I've seen it where it's leveraged for morale and intention setting. I've seen where it's leveraged for training for upskilling sales teams and it's sales only or maybe it's cross-functional where it's informing product or marketing of something that needs to happen um so i think that there's this different definition everywhere you go that can kind of take on its own form its own meaning as we're as we're jumping into the term qbr and what it means anyone uh, tell us in the chat, have you seen like a similar format used at every organization you've been at or it's something that's new or different that you're seeing everywhere you're going? GB, it's different for you, right? That yeah. Different. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've definitely seen it different. Like the first QBR I attended was, it was an SDR. This is 2015. And a lot of it was... Um, like there was a structure to it, but it was more about like, let's make sure the reps, let's, let's hold the reps accountable. Like we're starting to introduce new processes. We want to have more rigor around that process too. And so that the QBR was like a practice session and then a feedback infusion. While other organizations, the team was larger, it was much more mature. Um, and so we, and then we also had different parts of the business that were involved. So we wanted that to be a much more collaborative thing. So you saw more focus groups or like small breakout rooms, and then people would present together. Um, and if we had new leadership coming in, this is also an opportunity for sales reps to really buy into the new vision that was there. Kind of depending on what's going on with your organization, whether that's growth or opportunities you're trying to take advantage of, new leadership, but also think about the maturity of your team and your processes. That's going to start to influence like what you want to do with your QBR. Agreed. And I think that Craig brings up an awesome point in the chat, which will kick us into some of these key questions where, you know, it's if we're not aligned between what the leadership is asking for, especially if your QBR formula or template or structure is coming from executive. Um, if we're not aligned as a sales organization and we can't see what it is that they're looking for and why, there's a huge disconnect or this uh, 
disappointment in the delivery or the execution of the presentations happening in a QBR. So um, when we're thinking about questions, if we're planning our first QBR, we're reassessing the way things are, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that we should be asking ourselves as we're as we're doing that, as we're getting started putting these on the calendar. Yeah, absolutely. So like real quick question, um, and also Craig put something in here, and I'm not sure if anyone follows me or is connected with me on LinkedIn, but I definitely made a post promoting this event and I call it like a cringe BR versus an actual QBR. So real quick, like put a one in the chat if you associate QBRs with like public roasting sessions um, for sales reps, right? So um, I, I think that's like the majority of the time that I've seen QBRs happen, there's a lot of like stress and anxiety that's associated with it for everyone. And yeah, it's really like leadership's time to come in and crack a whip uh, metaphorically for their reps. And I think that's a huge waste of time where you're turning a QBR, which can be something used to, again, set the tone, um, like enable your team, encourage collaboration, like really drive kind of the values and the behaviors that you want to see. Like it, it's, it's, a, it's a huge opportunity you can take advantage of, but unfortunately it turns into more of like a disciplinary consequence filled fest and it's gross. So when, if I like, it's just, it, it is, it's, it's yep. crazy. So like rather than, um, but I also think that's probably because nobody knows any better like I'll just put it out there. Like if we know better, then we can do better. So things that can be really helpful for this when thinking about setting an intention is like uh, I had a, a VP of sales I've worked for in the past. And when she was talking about setting objectives for the years or like, hey, here are the big, here are big objectives and our key results that we need to drive. I would ask her, like, how do you set those objectives? And the way she thought about it was like looking at where we need to be in one year time. Mm. Let's say that we don't hit it right why like what exists today that could keep us from hitting our goals one year from now and then the whole like how she will set the objectives from there is to find a way to mitigate the risk of that so i think those are some questions that you can ask which is hey like let's think about where we want to be in one year six months from now even three months from now what are the things that like if we don't take care of them we're we're either going to be worse off than we are today or we're going to be way behind on our goals like we would have made no progress and then i think you then it's like all right cool these become our objectives and our intentions for the qbr so let's say you have a team with really low morale because the world is wild and layoffs are happening left and right and people are really uncertain and unsure um and you know there's a lot of changes that are happening so like hey if morale is going to be the biggest blocker then for the purpose of the qbr the, like our intention is to like shift the mindset and the morale level around that right we'll assess before and after or maybe it's like hey we launched this new product and we're not seeing the kind of progress that we want and we're not seeing the pipeline associated to this pro to these products we have an idea or a theory as to what's causing that so the intention behind this qbr is going to be we really want to ramp up like we want to ramp up um kind of adoption right of selling this product and then secondly maybe we want to incentivize people to do that as well so we're gonna have the enablement sessions those kinds of things so when i think about like that that number one what is the intention of the qbr like that it has to be it i know we have a couple other questions here of, like what does leadership want to find out about like what's happened over the last quarter and then what does your team need to do like need 
need to do to do a really great job. But I think if you if you haven't answered that first question of like, what is the intention of the QBR and what are the objectives, right, that you need to have and accomplish, then you're missing a big opportunity for your QBR to make some serious progress in your business. Yeah, agreed. And I think that there's so much that you can do by just setting this first stage. Like we're going to jump in here a minute to uh, KPIs and maybe some examples and samples that you can take away and apply. But without answering these questions, I've seen it become, here's how we've done it in the past. Here's how we're going to continue to do it in the future with no consideration of some of these nuances like you're talking about. And it does continue to be something that provides anxiety and dread for you, for your reps, for your team. And it's uh, it's creating a, a feeling that is going to carry through all of their conversations internally and externally. So I do like that intention piece becomes so important. I want to get into something maybe a little spicy. Ooh, spicy. KPIs. So I think there's quite a few different takes here. Talk to me about your feelings on KPIs and their inclusion in an agenda on a QBR. Yes. So um, like level set from my end, like I'm of the camp that QBRs are really great for um, like if we're going to bring a bunch of people together all at once, like let's walk away where people feel like, oh, I've learned something. I've connected with people. I have a better understanding of things. And I think when you are only focusing in on just like, hey, like have you hit this KPI or have you not? then people walk away and go, this probably could have been, an I could have just refreshed my dashboard. So I just want to say like, that's like my attitude about KPIs on like and, and how they present in a QBR. That being said, I do think you still need to have some kind of measure of going, here's where we're at today. So you can start to benchmark and start to understand what might be influencing those numbers. So the KPI that I think is really helpful and what I've seen be helpful for most organizations is looking at like, quality pipeline generated. So like that is, um, and, and also I'm um, a sales development manager. So like my whole world is pipeline, but consistently throughout the years, right? And especially where we're at, I think in the economy today is we're really trying to make sure that we're actually filling our pipeline up with what we need. Then that becomes like how we're assessing the health of our business at any and all time. So uh, quality pipeline for some folks, it's like stage one or stage two, but it's basically we're past, right? We're past discovery. We've identified some needs. We have some timelines. We have maybe the champion. We've gone through and we come up with like a mutual action plan or the beginning of it. So like that's what we're kind of assessing in terms of like, do we have an opportunity for some new business, right? Or recurring more work recurring business, or you know, do we need to discuss that a little bit more? Yeah. Right. Okay. I um I think that this is something you're you're absolutely right. If it's just a dashboard refresh, um, that that can be something explained. But a lot of times it's it's being pulled in from an executive. They want to see individual. If you're doing individual presentations from each rep just to a leadership panel, um, I've seen that really popular, especially larger organizations. They're looking for certain metrics and certain things to cover. Typically what we're seeing um, quality pipeline, just like GV was mentioning. But I'm hearing, I want to see a refresh of what happened last quarter. 
uh, what's happening right now, what's your plan, what's in your pipeline, um, and then what do you need to do better, like we were talking about with those questions, but then also like where does that come from? What has to change? I'm seeing a lot of times this is a really good opportunity for a team or an individual to look for trends in product gaps or uh, market fit, or you know, you're you're able to tap into the sellers that are closest to these conversations and hear if it's a one-time thing and one person and how they're positioning it versus I've heard the same complaint across 37 reps. Now it's bubbling things up in a different way in different departments. I'm curious um, where everyone stands right now in terms of how they're currently doing QBRs or if you are doing QBRs of any sort. Um, I have a poll really quick here. Did you just start? It's something you're already doing or no and you want to. Um, as we're kind of going through that, I think that when we're talking about this as like this large team presentation, there's so many different angles that this can take where it's one rep presenting to a panel or it's a rep presenting to reps or it's a training moment. GB, like you were mentioning, there's this opportunity to turn this into a multi-day event. I know a few people mentioned that in the chat earlier as well. Um, when we're thinking about how we're preparing our team, I think this becomes really important to set them up for success. Talk to me, feelings here. Yeah, absolutely. And and Craig is the MVP of the chat right now. <laughs> like Craig, Craig is like sharing all the things I think we discussed in in our prep session. Uh, like the importance of. I think this, this, so again, like at my context is the first QBR that I ever went to, it was a roast fest. It's like I, you know, you had sales leadership who was like sale, like salivating and they're like, oh, I cannot wait to rip people apart. Um, you see, you see like the impacts of that over time is you end up starting to stimulate this not so great environment to work in. And then people are really scared, whatever. So you have all of that. Now, I am, um, I really like it when people set me up to win and they go, hey, I want to see you win. And that happens when you're preparing people to win as well. So like if, um, like, let's say that you know that people are going to be presenting. One of the things that I like to do as a, as a manager or as a leader is actually kind of work with my senior manager or my director, whoever else it is that I'm reporting into and go, like, hey, what do you want my reps to do? What do you want to see? And if mm -hmm. they have something really crystal clear that they want, awesome. If not, manage up, right? So instead, I'm going to come up with the templates. I'm going to come up with the slides. I will build the reports as well. And then I'll actually do enablement sessions with my teams prior to the QBRs and make sure that they're actually ready to go. So, so like, if they're prepared to get the most out, like, the the win is not you a rep presents and then we're highly critical the mm -hmm. win is the rep presents and we're able to provide productive like either validating feedback or um redirective feedback right so they're able to walk away and go cool i've got two or three very actual tips on how i can really impact my business while everybody else is learning from that versus walking away from it going i have no idea what just happened but i want to put my tail between my legs and cry in the bathroom and eat a snake's bar while it's happening. So I, I'd say like the the preparation comes from first, probably those first line leaders really getting a lot of clarity with their higher ups on like 
what is again what is the objective what is the intention if that's not mapped out manage up and then uh if we don't if you don't get clear answers make a proposal like this is exactly what we're going to present how do you feel about it get the feedback incorporate it enable your team like actually make sure they're prepared make sure that when they pre like them presenting the first time they present is not in front of everybody right yes. so yeah, I've gotten that feedback, right? And then that way, by the time you get there, you can have a much better experience for everyone involved. I was at a really large organization, I mean, years ago, and I was maybe a couple weeks in. And I remember um, we had an interim manager, so it was our director managing. The, it was like kind of skipping a level. And he handed us all a template in a meeting, but it was like just a Word document. And he said, put together a slide deck that includes these bullet points you're presenting in front of and then listed off six or seven senior leaders that were going to be in the room. And it was one to many. Hmm. And I just remember being terrified. I mean, you guys, I was three weeks, four weeks into this job and I went in and asked for a promotion. No idea. Don't even get me started. It's so embarrassing looking back. And uh, but I had no idea what I was supposed to do. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll, might as well. Might as well. Oh, yeah. But then I I felt a different experience in, a, in another organization where it's that preparation you're talking about. Here's an outline, but here's how you can map back to the organization's top priorities, to the expectations of the leadership who are going to be in the room, how this is going to benefit you long term. And you can see this clear why. But I love like... I, exactly agree with you when i was running this with my team i'm like how early can i get it on their calendar mm -hmm. and then for me it's how can we prep to make sure everyone is putting their best foot forward because then it reflects good on you as a frontline manager too and you're solving all of the questions there so it's your team feels confident and your leadership is getting what they need out of it and it's this win-win mutually beneficial situation which only best serves the organization too so I would always do three meeting invites. Here's an expectation. Here's your outline. Here's your document. Then bring it back to me. Show me what you have. I'll give you feedback. And then we'll do a formal practice run before you ever get on stage or in front of a room full of executives and try to embarrass yourself like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. You learned. Look at you now. You're doing great. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was definitely a learning moment. Um, if you have any questions that pop up, you can stick them in the Q&A section at the bottom here on Zoom, and you can upvote other people's questions at the end here. We'll take uh, the top few that that pop up there. I'm curious, as we're walking through this, tell us in the chat, oh, I have an outline that I've used previously. Um, if you're interested in seeing that, it's more about if you're going to do a QBR, if your reps are going to be presenting their past, present, and future state, um, what I would include. If you're interested in that, we can stick it in the follow-up. Just let us know in the chat if that's something that you would like to see, and we'll be sure to, to send that over. Okay, last piece here before we, we jump in to the, the questions. When we're thinking about planning for the future and we're going back through all of these areas that we've been discussing um what does it look like to then execute on all of these areas we just discussed the kpis prepping our team 
setting the intention. Once you understand all those ob- objectives yep. and you're in it, now what? Yes. Okay. So I have a little bit of a story and then I'll get to my point, I promise. So um, I was I was working in an organization and we were, uh, we were really good. When I say we, I mean like leadership right so and i and even if i was not the person heading this up i'm going to put myself into that bucket because that's my title so we as leadership are really good about saying hey listen here's what here's what we need the reps to do and then we would tell them here's what you need to do and then we'd say let's go right and then we'd walk away and a week later we're like wait a minute why aren't the reps doing this but we never really talked about how they got there right we never showed them what a really great example of what good looks like like none of that so um this can also show up when planning for a qbr it's like great i set this intention i have these objectives we run the qbr and then a month or a quarter later we're talking about the same stuff we're like what happened it's because we really didn't talk about the how right of like how are we going to use this qbr to start to like manifest the changes that we want to see from our reps. And this to me comes to like, this is like the execution part of a QBR and the preparation for it too. So once you've kind of set your intentions and your expectations, the next question that you're really gonna need to answer is what you need to facilitate that. So for example, if I know, hey, I really wanna make sure that morale improves because we believe that it's gonna improve our performance and our productivity, like part of this is going to be probably we need to have a current state assessment and we need to have a survey, an ongoing survey after the fact, right? Then we have to think through, okay, what kind of exercises and what kind of scenarios do we want the reps to go through that we believe is going to improve morale as well, right? And then like, uh, or let's say, hey, we really want the teams to, we want to drive accountability and ownership and really understand the themes and the trends. Like, great, like, what is the format that we need the reps to present in and do we have those templates and those assets ready to go do we have the reports ready to go if we're going to run an incentive right do we have the dashboards ready right and the reporting ready to see where people like so that people can have visibility into where they're going so i think you really get to really think about what are like the assets what's the structure what's the format and all those fun things like what are the the different um like vehicles that you're going to use and i think the last piece to this as well is like i call it like you have to be the director so um i i shared this with leslie prior like in the prep sessions but i was like you know when we're doing qbrs and we know that we're going to have reps do presentations we're not going to have every single rep present more often than not we know exactly who we're going to call on right because there's very specific questions that we want to have answered in front of everybody and so we have to be the curators we have to be the directors of the entire thing so that means like hey like i'm if i know leslie is going to be presenting and i know that leslie is really 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 good at getting champions involved right i'm going to set leslie up to be phenomenal in front of the entire group and i'm probably going to be like hey leslie prior to going into the qbr can you write down three key things right that help you with this so that when you're done with your session wow hey listen y'all leslie just talked about these three things here's an asset right that you can use and that you can like you just have that right next to you so you really want to make sure that you're like when i say directing the experience like you are ushering people through the exact experience that you want them to have versus leaving it up to chance and wondering why didn't this give me the results that i wanted it to give me 
Yeah, I think that's a, a really great point. And it goes back to setting our team up for success too. You're getting goodwill out of that. You're making them look good. And shining a spotlight on your team is such a, a huge piece of this as well. They're they're seeing career pathing. They're seeing uh, a relationship with their leadership team. And you're getting just a stronger bond as a, a whole group out of that. I think there's so many benefits that come from it. If you are kind of looking back at this whole conversation and pulling out one or two things that are like must do if you are just starting out because there was quite a few people in the room who said that they want to start doing quarterly business reviews um we talked a lot about intentions and like what are your top two things that you would say to go do after today Mm. so me or to everybody well talk to you or everyone can jump in and the you've got advice the people who are currently doing them yeah, I think if you're just starting off, um, I think the biggest, this, like, I mean, step one is just like, just schedule it, right? And you can start bare bones and it could be something as simple as a start, stop, continue. Yeah. Like if you, if nothing else and just, just, just to get into the practice, right? Um, and then making sure that your team understands, like, well, you first, like you understand your why of doing this and then also share that with the team too, so I, I think that could just that could be a really really easy way to start, right? If if nothing else, um, and then I think a, a second thing that can be really helpful, uh, what I like to ask my team, especially if the um, if I'm new at an organization or performance isn't that great, uh, I like asking people just like, hey, what are some what are some ideas that you're noodling on but haven't tried out yet? Like, what are one to two? And usually there's some, some people just need validation. They just need to be affirmed in trying it out. So I think that's also a really great way to get the team brainstorming. Um, that way you're not, you or your leadership team are the ones who are just trying to come up with all the answers. Like you can have the people who are closest to the problems figuring out how to approach solving them. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. I think there's so many times that people are, off building things on their own and it, how can we share that success across the team it's a that's a great point i also like teams that if you're if this isn't company wide that doesn't mean you can't do it just for your corner i think that the biggest piece there is tying it back to if your ceo or your senior leader stood up at a kickoff or at the beginning of the year and said here are our top 3 priorities i always try to like think how can i align my slide deck or my purpose or my intentions back to accomplishing those things so what does that look like if they're if they're saying that you used a a example earlier about a product launch if that's a go forward platform and we haven't hit there like how can we pull these things um, back and connect them to each other um let's jump over to some Q&A really quick. If you have questions, go ahead and stick them in the Q&A section at the bottom um, of your Zoom buttons. I don't know. What is that called? Menu? (laughs) Uh, Craig, if you think your QVR process is broken, what's the best way to point this out without calling management wrong or ineffective? Yeah. Oh, you got any ideas? Um... 
I think, I mean, okay, so we've got a room of, I would imagine, probably salespeople. Like, I would approach it probably similarly to how you might approach a prospect who's maybe has a problem and they've just been like, oh, no, everything is fine. I probably would just like ask them, you want to coach them to get to their own problem. So, for example, like if there's things that you see, you don't want to say like, hey, like, why don't you see this Leslie, you silly girl, right? You might be like, hey, Leslie, like, help me understand, right? It, you're going to be, you know, we're going to be doing these QBRs. Um, like what's the, what's the big kind of objective or intention here? Okay, cool. And then you want me to do this thing, right? Can you walk me through exactly how like doing this thing satisfies this objective and this intention? Like I'm, I'm having some trouble here. Like, can you help me understand? So, and they'll either go, oh, wow. Like I realized I didn't communicate this as effectively as I would have liked to. Um, right. Or they'll share something with you where you go, oh, okay. By the way, I don't know that everybody else knows this. So that might just be an opportunity there. So I always think about it in terms of like, I'm just kind of coming to them and I'm not saying that I'm an idiot. I'm just going like, hey, I'm, I think I'm missing something here. Can you help me bridge that understanding gap? And by you walking them through your thought process, they'll start to see like, oh, we probably have some gaps here. Now, they're like, yes, I'm going to help you bridge those gaps, cool, but you also could probably have some people who are like, just deal with it, whatever, Um, and then you decide what you want to do with those kind of people. I think it's so hard. It's like, it depends on the, do you have a safe person in your your team or your management team without calling them wrong or ineffective? Is there someone who you can go to and be more open with? I think that's always like your first spot. But I always, I love the way that GB, you're pulling it through. The other like option is storytelling and sharing something. Hey, someone brought this to me or I saw this and I thought it would be interesting to incorporate. What are your thoughts on this? And if they're not receptive to that, then you can kind of seek to understand and and go that direction that I don't want to get killed. (laughs) Oh, no, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, no, no. I like the the coaching approach of like, hey, you said that I understand this part. Now let's go to the next part, right? Can explain this to me. Now we go to the next. So I've used that model on like the worst of the worst bosses, right? Because mm-hmm. I basically like I was like I don't want to tell the person that they're wrong, and I don't want them. I I, I want to make them feel like they have all the answers. So making sure that I'm asking questions in that way can help them go like oh yeah like you know right um if they can't yeah i mean if they can't answer the questions i might see like who else can i talk to right Um, just to get that or right this could also be an opportunity to go hey i took your instructions and i want to practice with you Mm -hmm. right i'm going to be presenting or we're going to potentially be presenting and that way i'm just getting the feedback right live so um that i i that's kind of how i would what call like manage up in that situation I see Simon in the chat too talking about the difference between market readouts and QBRs. I am, and it's, I think it's different in every company. We're all using, it's like SDR, BDR could mean completely different inbound, outbound. You never know who's using it in what way, or sometimes it's XDR. It's just another term where I think that different organizations are using it differently. And so, um, I hate to say it depends. In my personal history, the QBR has been more individual basis. So as a rep, here's what I did over the last 90 days. 
here's some challenges that I'm seeing like personal versus our market readouts were manager director level presenting to a cross-functional table saying here's a roll up of my team um but i don't know do you anyone else have a different take or different view on that i've had like i've i've seen it where market readout market readouts are part of the overall qbr like it probably just depends on like how much is in the agenda so like we might have product marketing come in and share some things out right with us and talk about the opportunity or well, like a senior leader in in sales or revenue or like product um and then we get into like like so that might be like the first half of the day and then the second half of the day and the second day on there is more so the individual things or the specific groups but um i don't think they're like mutually exclusive yeah great um Oh, I really like that's really interesting. Again, like so just another organization using something different terminology, different things, right? We're, we all kind of have our own mm -hmm. our own take on it. Um I really quick, I'll show you kind of a an overview that sample outline and then if anyone else has questions, feel free to pop them into the Q&A section here. Um but when we're talking about a, a deck or a slide deck, it again can be dependent on your organization, on your team, what you're looking to accomplish. Um, but I just grabbed some from the past as an overview and I will send this. It looked like a few people in the chat said that they were interested in seeing it. Um, but a starting point to kind of get you in the right direction I mentioned this before, but I like to align everything with company priorities, um, but then going back through. So what happened last quarter? Here's a preview of what's coming up or what's in my pipeline, and then ask for requests from different departments. And then each slide shows you what I would typically put on here, whether it's KPI based or not, completely up to you and your team, but at least it's, this gets you started. When I when I was asked for KPIs by senior leaders in the past, I always want to tie it to a story because I think you're missing a piece or a vision. You know, like GB mentions, like you can refresh the dashboard and see all of that information sliced 12 different ways. <laughs> Just depends on how you're digging in. But if I can tell you a story about my top three wins and my top three losses, there's so much more flavor. There's so much more uh conversation happening but that depends on your intentions what you're looking to get out of it so it keeps going on like this um just past 90 days and a preview of this quarter what we've got coming up um the way that you're looking to go about doing that how you think you're going to hit your number basically and um if you want to do anything on competitive landscape and then this is where i thought the most benefit of any QBR that I attended came from was here's, and you have to put limits around it, but here's like one to three things that each of these departments could could help me do to hit my number over the next couple of months. Any thoughts, feelings, questions? Yeah, agreed with Bambi, love this. 
I just think it's like a good place to get get started. Um, and then you can have them wrap up on anything. That's where if uh, someone told me I could say anything I wanted and, you know, here I am with zero dollars on the board and a little pipeline and I'm going to five days in, you know, three weeks in, I'm going to ask you for a promotion. No. So just like making sure that you set intentions with your team if you're if you're leading them through that too. It becomes really important. We'll send the link to that in the follow-up email with our recording. Oh, a couple more questions popped in. Let's see. Oh yeah, I definitely can. You'll get all of those slides as well. And then what are your top questions in your QBR? Top questions in your QBR. Top questions. Um, so the, the most simple, something with, um, could be a simple like start, stop, continue. I do agree with like Leslie. It's like, hey, like, uh, uh, sorry, I don't know if this is like the exact question, but normally what I'd see on there is like, hey, like tell us about your outlook for this quarter, right? Like what are your top deals that are in flight and like what do you need? Um, and then it's also looking at like what are your top targets? this quarter that are not in flight deals and what do you need um i think those are, are really the big ones yeah. but i'm also I'm a, I'm a simple i'm a simple lady and i i know i might sound like a broken record i really like what's what's holding you back from hitting your target this month or this quarter what do you need what obstacles can we clear and trying to like point that in a direction that's going to be something that someone can tackle can be hard to answer in the moment and just clarifying like hey not saying that we can do this but if i could what does that look like for you what's holding you back and if we're seeing some similarities across different people across different pillars of the business maybe that is something that gets reprioritized on a roadmap or maybe it's easy an easy lift from marketing um yeah assignment i think that's a really great recap there like this could be it it's just a let's take the things that we're already talking about and put this and and loop in uh senior leaders executive leaders make sure that all of our initiatives are are aligned awesome well um as we're starting to wrap up here we would love to connect with you gb tell us uh where people can connect with you best and then can you give us just like a quick uh yeah one one-on-one -on -one stuff you have going on right now is really cool tell us about thank it. you thank you yeah so if you want to connect with me um feel free to uh connect or follow on linkedin that is the main place of communication for me um but secondly yeah i recently launched uh, a newsletter or brand called the one-on-one -on -one, and so it's really focused on um there's a stat. There's a stat. I got a stat. Uh, and it says that um, the average age of first-time managers is around 30. And it'll be another 12 years before they actually get management training. So uh, I'm sure like everybody here could probably list off two managers they would love to work for again, maybe, but they can certainly name off two people they would never want to work for ever again. My thought is that if managers knew how to do better, they would do better. So like the one-on-one -on -one is really just a series of newsletters they're going to share kind of like tips, tactics, stories to help support managers in ways that a lot of companies unfortunately aren't able to or won't support them. So please subscribe. It's awesome. It's my my labor of love. Another newsletter is coming out tomorrow at 1230 Eastern. 
Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, and it's oh, great stuff. Thank you, Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, connect with us here at Sell Better as well. You can follow us um, along on any of these channels or connect with me personally on LinkedIn. Would love to continue the conversation with you. We're going to be sharing this and the resources that we mentioned so that you can access those and use them. But as you're getting your QBRs kicked off or if you're revamping, um, come back and share with me and GB. We would love to hear about it and hear about your success and your journey and if there's anything we can do to support you. Thanks for chatting. Always a pleasure, GB. Always a pleasure, Leslie. Okay, everyone have an awesome rest of your day. We'll see you soon.